From the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Oh boy. Guess who's here? Big and Wild Outdoors, Brady Gunn, Vince Noble, uh, Bill George, and uh, the great disruptor. Steve Austin decided to uh, come in and do something. I don't know. Are you are you on Q105? Q, what are you doing? Q105 today, 10 to 3. Are you? Yeah. 98.7 The Shark tomorrow, right? What? Aren't you on The Shark tomorrow as well? Are I'm you? on The Shark tonight. Yeah. Oh, he's strapping it tonight. I'm busy all week. I work out every day next week. You strapping it, strapping it. You've been covering for everybody the last couple. Oh, that's right. You don't have everybody. You've been covering for everybody. Which is his job. He's the journeyman. Yeah. He's the journeyman. <laughs> I got over this cold. I love it when you tell the bosses around here, I've, I've been really sick all week. I don't care. Are you working Saturday? <laughs> 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 That's kind of what it is. The COVID Dude. thing, they, they, just tell them you got COVID. They'll say, yeah. oh, you know what? We'll pay yeah, you right. to stay at home. Was they came here the other day, and I'm coughing I'm like everybody in the building. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, 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 we'll be over here. Where are they? The dispensers are empty. The dispensers are empty. Where am I, I supposed to no, rub my it alcohol? No, COVID. It's just this. Na- there's a cold thing going around. It's really nasty. Like and supposedly it's some a common cold. It's back. And supposedly some stomach thing too that uh, is going through the. Uh, well, I have that every schools day. <laughs> as well. But uh, uh, so anyway, uh, you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Okay. Yeah, you look better. Hey, if I may. Okay, sure. Real quick. Uh huh. My uncle Carol, Casey's dad, passed away the other day. Oh. And this was a guy, not only an Army career guy, but raised a Ranger and a, and a Green Beret. Passed away, taught me everything I know pretty much about hunting because my dad, you know, was always gone. Taught, my dad taught me a lot of stuff. But Well, Carol's now your dad one. also, don't say he was gone. I mean, he was a military man, too, yeah, so he was, he, was, he, was, he, was, he was all over the world. Yeah. But my Uncle Carol was the guy to come and get me when I was seven years old and going, we're going duck hunting, we're going dove hunting, we're going quail hunting. But a lot of quail back then. And take me deer hunting, sit next to him, next to a tree. So I want to give him a shout out because what little I know about hunting, he's the guy that taught me. He's the guy that handed me a sawed-off 12-gauge when I was 8 years old. With, and said, pull both triggers. You really like it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we all <laughs> have that, to go I'll through that initiation. That. My neck and face was sore for a week. <laughs> we all have to go through that. I went yeah. through that with Mr. Englishby uh, yeah, with his is. big uh, double uh, rabbit-eared uh, 30-inch barrel. Yeah. Uh, pull both triggers. Yeah. Let's see if you can hit that uh, that old drum over there. Pull both triggers. But you know, you had, to, you had the patience of Joe because he would throw beer cans and bottles until I learned to hit him with that 12 gauge. You know, when I started hitting him, he's going, There you go. That's what you need to do. You know, ta- taught me all that stuff. So, how old, how old was he when he went to say? Uh, uh, I think he's like, I don't know his age, to be honest. I think 80s? He was like, no, he was like 78. He had a bad stroke last year mm. and just could never pull out of it. But uh, funniest human being I ever met. I remember being six and we're out in a strawberry field. And he goes, let me tell you the trick to this. He goes, that big red one, you don't want to eat that. That ain't any good. He goes, them two little green ones right there, those are for you. You eat those, I'll eat this big red one, I'll take the bad one. <laughs> and he was pulling hit. stuff and raised coon dogs that were unbelievable. They now, wait a them. minute. Was this the same guy who uh, uh, would take your tenderloins every year because of those are the, the poison, poison glands? glands? Yeah, he did that to me, too. <laughs> <laughs> On the first doe I killed, I was probably 10 or 11. I, I like he him. goes, wait, 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 what are you doing with those? I'm not going to put them in the cooler. He goes, no, man, those are poisonous. Give me those. I'll get rid of them. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, really? He goes, yeah, you don't want to eat those. 
Oh, man. But, well, you uh, know what? You know, I'll always remember him, and it was my mom's brother, and uh, always had time for me when my dad was gone. You know, and a lot of people don't with kids, but... It's always good to have a wood mentor, man. I mean, I think that... Uh, uh, I, I'm the same way. I wouldn't know what I know if it wasn't for my dad and my crazy uh, Cajun co- uh, uncles, you know, yeah. and people that would uh, do that. They'd be like, no, Rodney, you got to get that boy out there. Get him on the boat. Let's go. Get out. Yeah. Let's go. And, uh, you know, those kinds well, of things. Well, you think a guy, a guy that could raise a ranger and a green beret and they turn out that way says a lot about who he was. Yeah, and they turned out to be pretty good people themselves. Yeah, yeah so. I'm, I'm sure Casey's dying today, but, you know, I was thinking of him this morning and, uh, I'm, I can tell you all his shooting skills came from Daddy. Well, now is uh, he going to stay up in Tennessee? Who, my uncle? Uh-huh. Yeah, the, he lived 150 yards from where he was born his entire life. Wow. Really? He, he was born in his mom and dad's little crappy house. They never had any money. Uh, I've told this story, and it's the God's truth. They didn't have glass in the windows. They had that thick plastic covered the windows. There was no glass in the house. And Carol got to be an incredible hunter because he'd have to go hunt their food. They sure. Didn't. They didn't have any money for meat, so he'd, you know, rabbits, squirrels, deer, whatever, he went and hunted them wow. and brought their food home. My mom said she can remember him being eight years old and come home with five rabbits, you know, just who he was. And uh, they're going to bury him down there behind his house, which is 150 yards from where he was born. No way. Yeah. That is awesome. Yeah. He's Sad, good. but awesome. Yeah. It's I like mean, you don't hear that kind of stuff anymore. That's, no, no. That's- you know, and I, cool. and I, you know what? It's sad to say that I always tell my kids, you know, there's no more Davy Crockett's, and uh, yeah. we're losing them more every single day. And uh, he sounds like a Davy Crockett kind of guy, man. Well, I mean, he he flat could shoot and flat could hunt. I'll tell you that. And, and killed a bear when he was only three. Yeah, pro- probably killed a bear when he was eleven. <laughs> I, I drove up there one day. There's one hanging from a tree. <laughs> I'm like, is that a, is that illegal? He goes, I don't think you need to concern yourself with that. <laughs> <laughs> It's all my property. Winter, Guess what? Winter's on the way, and I needed a coat. Well, it's you got to remember, he's from an area of Tennessee where uh, nothing out there, nothing out there, and not only that, if a road, if a car comes down the road, everybody you know who it is. They know you're coming before you get there because somebody's already called and go. There's some old red truck headed down your way, man. Be careful. I tell you, there's a lot of stills back up in that part of Tennessee, probably still. And I remember he used to tell me, I go, can I go hunt up that? No, don't go up that road. Just stay off that road, especially if you smell something cooking. <laughs> don't, don't. don't <laughs> if, you hear, if you smell hickory burning, do not go uh, back smell there. Smell corn back there. Just stay out. <laughs> so there's there's a lot of that. I My mom's family is some unbelievably weird uncles. They just were evil. Yeah, but they treated you right and they yeah, raised they, you right. They were so good it's to all me. good. Except my, yeah. my one uncle, Junior, said he used to just think up ways to drop me out of a window on my head and kill me. <laughs> He goes, you just got on my last damn nerve. That's what you used to tell me all the time. <laughs> he goes, I just sit around thinking ways I could just drop you on your head and kill you. <laughs> I'm like, you're, you're my uncle. <laughs> doesn't matter. That, I'd like to be at that family it. reunion. Yeah, really. Thanksgiving at the mm-hmm. at the uh, Austin house would be fun. <laughs> yeah, we've we've had some good ones. Are you headed up there for Thanksgiving? Or are you going to stay nah, here with your daughter I'll and be here. hang yeah. out? I just got moved in. I still got 20 boxes done packed. But I'm so busy taking dogs out and picking up poop with plastic bags every hour. <laughs> well, did one finally adjust? They both really got good at it. It's, that's good. That's I'm glad down. to hear that. Yeah, yeah I know yeah. you were worried that uh, it was not going to come to fruition. Uh, I don't know if you were Zeus. listening to the show, but I got to go Wednesday to pick up the Mauser. So, oh really? Yep. Got it all fixed up. Yeah, they called me and said that uh, they got the floor plate fixed. They had to replace that little uh, that uh, retaining pin in yeah, the bottom and I stuff. Know what you're talking about? But yeah. uh, he said. 
check the head spacing and everything else, so it's all good to go. So I'm going to pick it up. I still tie a rope to it and shoot it from about 20 feet away. Well, I told B, I said, uh, the old trick that we used to use is you basically you put a round in it and you put the rifle around a tree. Yeah, and uh, so it just blows a hand off. Well, you know, you keep your hand kind of low, and uh, you know, you kind of kaboom. Look at him and, and go, it... see, look how that shot. <laughs> I still got why, three fingers. We're all good. Why don't Dad take the first shot to make sure it's I okay? Can, I can do that. I, I I did it with a a Sten gun that we had rebuilt, and uh, that's when we discovered that it was full auto, and uh, it had <laughs> it had to go away. Yeah. So um, yeah, put it back together, put it around a palm tree down in Manatee County, and. Okay, it's not supposed to do that. I, I'd rather tie a rope to it than have a hand blown off, though. That's me. Well, you're going to tie a rope to it. There's no way. Put in one of those little gun vices, tie a rope to the trigger, and pull it from 20 feet it's away. It's an 8 millimeter Mauser. Recoil is going to throw that thing no, 50 no, feet no, back no. Not in that lead weighted frame. I've shot lots of guns in that. No. I've shot that uh, 300 wind mag in that frame. It didn't move. Bill George said he'd shoot it from around a tree, no problem. Well, he said it's 25% of the time that'll work. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they, they, they hey. should be ashamed of themselves at 25% uh, yeah, success yeah, yeah. rate. Hey. Uh, here we go. Hey. Well, hey, I'm glad to hear the dogs are good, man. I thought we were going to have an old yeller situation on our hands. Oh, that would have been bad. Yeah, they adapted. Don't make me I'm go not through adapting, that. I tell you that. It's a whole other world in, the, in that area. It is. You ain't got no girlfriends banging on the door yeah. yet, man. Yeah. Give him time, brother. Give him time. Yeah. You think with all the money I'm putting in the bank, I'd be a popular guy right now. <laughs> Once they find that out, I'm sure that uh, you'll be getting pot roast out the end. Girls, should we go to McDonald's or perhaps Jamaica for dinner? <laughs> <laughs> I hear Burns Steakhouse is on the way to the I'm airport. I'm going to Vegas next month. May, may go for Thanksgiving. I don't know. What are you going to do there? I love Vegas, man. I love Vegas. You know, and this is from a guy who cat uh, scratched, nah. fought, not, you know, nah, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. I've never been there. Nah, nah, nah. And once he went there, hooked. Yeah, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't fight it. I got, I got told I was going because I was the yeah, last but you man were, standing. Yeah, but you were like, yeah, man, make me go out there. I don't want to go. Nah, but it's fine. I don't gamble, but the shows are awesome. I just don't see you as a Las Vegas guy. Well, I, I mean, at all. Especially if you don't gamble. I, I Well, I gamble a little. I take like 100 bucks. I'm not stupid. I, I take a mount, and I go, if I lose that, Then I'm you're done. done. Well, my you my gotta... worst gambling story is I was up $900 <laughs> playing electric blackjack, the, the video blackjack one night. And Collada calls me and goes, I gotta, you got to go do an interview. Come come down here. I'm like, no, man, I'm not coming. I got, I'm up 900 He goes, you got to do it. You can go back. I'm like, it'll break my luck. I'm telling you. He goes, no, it won't. Sure Just enough. cash in and, and come on. So I went and did it. Go back to the to the video blackjack. Lost every diamond. <laughs> <laughs> Killed my luck. The one and only time that I've ever stepped into one was in Missouri. At the end of a hunt, we were went into one of the ones that are like a barge on a yeah. lake or whatever. And I did the same thing you did. I said, I'm walking in with a hundred. And if when and I once that yeah. once that's done, it's done. And uh I was down to my last five bucks, and I put it into a nickel slot machine and won $120 out of it. Ding, 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 That's ding. when you quit. I cashed uh, out, exactly. went over, and I left. Yeah. <laughs> I got my money back I plus did, 10. I did the same thing. Plus 20 bucks. I'm out. Yeah. I, I win. All right, I got to take a break. It is a big and wild outdoors. We're huh? brought to you by our good friends over at Brandon Ford. Stay there. We'll be back.
right, here we go. Welcome back. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden, Vince, Bill, and Steve, and Slick all hanging out with you on this uh, balmy, uh, brisk, moist, I don't know why. moist day. Balmy? It's balmy, as in 90% relative humidity. Yeah, it is. It's, it's very sticky-lish outside, so uh, just be careful out there. I know it's cool, but it's also one of those days where it'll just suck the moisture right out of you. Disgusting. Suck the moisture out? Yeah. It'll, 25%. Yeah. yeah. 25% <laughs> of the time it will. Uh, well, speaking of time, it was only a matter of time uh, before the last stronghold in the northern Everglades has been invaded. The Arthur R. Marshall Loxahatchee National Wildlife Refuge has been invaded by the Burmese python. Uh, responding to the invasive reptiles in the refuge is going to be and will be a struggle since we have about 144,000 acres of nothing but swampland, mostly inaccessible by uh, anybody except by foot. <laughs> if you're going to do that, it's pretty much the way you got to go do it. And with Dusty Crumb uh, now holed up in the hospital, who's out killing the dang things, man? I know Myron Looker's down there tearing them up. Is He's he? Somebody. Yeah, that's the guy I went with. Yeah, yeah, but I know that it's bad, but they're saying that uh, the snakes, as Bill George has pointed out numerous times on the show, has caused staggering declines in the area's mammal population in sure. the southernmost part of the Everglades, where they have been established for a much longer time. So populations of raccoons, possums, have fallen 99%. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And bobcat numbers have fallen 88%. Marsh rabbits, cottontail rabbits, foxes have also effectively disappeared. Okay, okay. I got a question for you. You turn around and you have all those devastating numbers, right? Yep. Who took the numbers? Uh, okay. Who at the FWC has reduced the harvest uh, bag limits for the, any of those species? Mm, I don't know that they have, to be honest They with haven't. You. Yeah. So if they're truly decimated, should they be protected a little bit and have maybe less of a bag limit? Or maybe has the devastation not been as great as they say? Oh. Or maybe why don't we just go kill some snakes and we'll find out what happens? <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I thought that if it was going to get to the point, you know, back in the old days when we would say things like uh, you should be allowed to take a shotgun in there and blast them off the road and kill them as you see them and, and leave them and let them lie. I think it's probably going to have to get to that point one of these days where the FWC says, well, look, the only way we're going to do this, we can't do it by giving people money and T-shirts. We have to let them go and kill these dang and, things. And there used to be where you could not harvest one in a lot of those areas unless it was hunting season. That's right. We beat them up for a lot of years, and now if you're out there, you can legally kill that snake. So we have the same issue they have in New York. They have a deer problem. We have a snake problem. Let's swap some hunters. And see what happens. Bring New Yorkers down to go Trump around yeah. the other yeah, place. Let's bring exactly. New, York, New Yorkers down. That's yeah. the answer, God. <laughs> <laughs> Said no one ever. <laughs> well, I, I, I mean, I understand what you see, but when I see numbers like this, but and they say that they've effectively disappeared, uh, that sounds like devastation to me. To where that should be retaliation but, with uh, extreme prejudice. But, but was that due to coyotes? Was that due to panthers? Was that due just to the snakes? I'm sure that they have a lot of, of that on their breath as well. But, you know, what can you do? You can't go kill cougars. They're not going to let you go kill the uh, Florida no, panther. No. They're not going to let you uh, get out there and uh, 
tromp around and kill those things. Alligators, all those things, they do their parts as well, but minimal. The impact that these uh, snakes have made on the environment, and not only in the small and, and mid-sized game, but also in large game too. I mean, uh, deer. But, but I mean, yet all that in stuff. Florida, we still let every kind of exotic in as pets, and people keep the, them about three months and turn them loose. They, they are doing a and lot a to prevent that. Chelsea, the you're talking about exotic pets and people letting things through. The, you know the. The pythons are no longer just breeding out here. There, they there was one that was on a sailboat, traveled a hundred miles to get here. I saw that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's like that's how fire ants got across America. You know, shipping containers and traveling, and I mean, we just brought it upon ourselves. Yeah. But not only that, but uh, Bill George was informing me that now that we have the world's what the deadliest the world's one? deadliest tree has now been declared by. Uh, and it's what, here in Florida. Guinness Book of World Records. Yeah, oh, here in Florida. Poison ivy. Did you? Did you, you guys realize are that? Me depressed. Hey, no, you're fine. Did you, we have a tree that, I mean, cause blindness. If if you're under it and it rains, you'll get blisters. They call it what the little apple of death. That's the. Uh, well, that's how do you pleasant. say Man, Mancini Mancino tree. But basically, if it, you're under it, you the sap gets on you. It'll welt you up. It'll blister you. You can turn around and well, get blind. What are we blind. doing about that? Anything? Are those? Oh, we put a sign on it. We put a sign. If we find one, we put a sign on them. Wait a minute. Now this this tree, I've heard of this tree before. It's like an, it's from in an South island. Florida. It's, it's from an South islandy uh, area. It was brought in or something like that. Uh, from what I know, it's the only place this tree exists is in South Florida. Actually, South, South America. America. Yeah. South, South America, America, too? Yeah. I, I've heard of it down there that uh, people that were on beach resorts, they were saying they'd have signs around them saying, don't get underneath them. Oh, and, here's an like idea. A, Pull them out of the ground and set them on fire. That sounds ah. like a good idea. Oh, but don't get near the smoke because you could go blind. Same thing with oleanders. I mean, dude, and every DOT department has them planted all over the highways. <laughs> oh, I need so coffee. <laughs> Are you leaving already? Yeah. You upset? Yeah, yeah. Will you upset you? No, he upset me. I, I got to get coffee. Okay, so. Try not to close the mic till I'm through talking. <laughs> <laughs> Talk into the mic it's like you're a radio professional. Microphone. He's so peeved. As he's going out, he's leaving. He's like, get some coffee for heaven's sakes. What? Please. My microphone's not on. I, I, I can still hear you. <laughs> Oh my gosh! So where's this tree now? Is like it's, out of Miami or somewhere? It's in like the two southern counties there. Oh wow! And yeah. So if you're down there and you're after some pythons, which uh, we keep talking about going down there and doing that, I, I really want to do it. I know Mike wants to do it, and uh, so we're. I'm willing to go again. He, I would do it again. Vince is the one who's been there and done that. He went down there with right? Megan and uh, Toby and all that stuff and and tromped through. It was you, it, it, it's not as easy as you think it is, is it? It, it is, but it isn't. You, you have to, like, we were... Yeah, but you're on the roads. I mean, it's easy to find them on the no, roads. No, we were not on the, we were on the levees. We were going way back into the, into the glades, way back. And you you got to spot them, well, number one, and then you have to jump out of the truck and try to wrestle them or grab them by the tail and pull them out of the brush. That's not easy because they're, they're fighting to get away, and then you're trying oh, to get through the brush and you're trying to easy, get them out man. of the trees. And Spotting them is going to be the hard part. Spotting them was hard. I mean, because they, at night, especially at night, it, they blend in. You have to have some bright, bright lights. It's almost like bow fishing with the bright halogens. Here's my plan. You get a bunch of beagles or terriers or whatever, and you train them to scent on those things. It's and bait will, is what he's saying. You're and, baiting them with beagles and, and small terriers. <laughs> and you train them to uh, scent them out, and they will find every dang one of them and make it easy. When you walk up there and you spot it, 
You don't try to pull it out of the brush. You don't try to get it and put it in a bag. You point a shotgun at it, and you blast the crap out of it, and you walk over whoa, to the whoa, next whoa. one. You, you cannot do discharge that. a firearm from the levee. I'm exactly. just telling that's you. That's very illegal. That's why I'm saying you're at the point now where, you know what, that's got to go the way of the dodo. I mean, uh, you can bag them and tag them and bring them off the levee and, screw out, that. and then you can dispose of them. You're ruining the skin anyway. If you're no, gonna I don't, with I don't, you're not there for skin. If, if you're you out there to them eliminate them, them. Yeah, you'll tear up the skin, but here's the problem, too. By the time you get out of the glades, if you don't have a good cooler with good ice, the meat, the skin's dead. It's gone. It slips. The scales yeah. start slipping. Yeah. It's not so that it's great. So it's almost useless. So, so kill them. That's why you want to keep them alive until you're ready to harvest them and get them for the meat and the skin. If it's going to take that long and that much effort, yeah, I'm with Braden. Just just go in there with a, a giant propeller blade. Like Blast Just them. Back, back over them with an airboat. I don't understand why they don't do cookies. I don't understand why they don't do control burns in certain areas and then send the hunters in through those areas hardcore to go find any mine that might be scraggling or whatever it is or anything Turtle else. Turtle nest, other endangered species. Uh, that exactly. Are in there. There's there's They'll a lot more. They'll get underground. More, They'll find it. They'll well, get out of there. Like when you're going through at night, you see. A, I mean, you talk about the wildlife we were talking about earlier. When you see stuff in the woods at night, same thing in the Everglades. You see so many different things down there. It's, and it blew me away. Yeah. Completely blew me away. Yeah. Well, apparently it's dwindling every single day with these uh, giant garbage bags of uh, yeah meat eaters. So I, I, I just. You know, I keep hearing those reports of complete devastation, and I think in certain parts, Everglades National Park, there has been an extreme decline, but I think it's contributed to more than just the snake. I think coyotes in certain areas are, are bad, and and panthers and others. So I, I follow this lady on Facebook, and she went out the other night to go get her 600th python. 600 pythons just from her. That's crazy, man. That's a lot of snakes. I mean, just one person getting 600 is a lot of snakes. And she's doing it for the uh, bounty? Is uh, She's doing I, it for the money? Or? I don't. I, I think she's a little on the nutty side. I think she's doing it because she just likes to do it. Well, good for her. We need more nuts like her out there grabbing those things and getting them out yeah. of there. Yeah. I mean, I, I, know, I know that we tried the incentive part of it where uh, if you want to do it that way, fine. Leave it open. You can uh, pay you for it and do all that other stuff. But and they should also open it up for 99% of the people who would just tromp through there and blast the crud out of them and let them lie. I don't care. You know, and as Steve talked about, Florida lets a lot of things come in. It has recently started making a lot of rules and regulations on species that they're not allowing you to keep anymore. They're, they're trying to do some of it. And one of the comments that I had was you keep taking away from this pet industry you keep taking it away keep taking it away turn around you keep you rock it they get set on something else and you take it away you need to turn around and we need to switch from instead of saying here's what's prohibited here's what's prohibited oh now we know that's bad no we start with everything's prohibited and now we start making an allowable list okay you want you want a parakeet fine Parakeets are running all over the state. I mean, there's places you run into major flocks of parakeets. Oh, yeah. And okay. those Quaker parrots or whatever. It, I, love them. Them. I love seeing them. Or at least the cats. Those. Every time you I know? see them fly over, I just go bang, bang, bang. Why? 
To me, it's I mean, it's paradise, man. You got the parrots flying, it's drums not flowing. Paradise. They're not from here. Doesn't matter. They're still parrots. No, but it doesn't mean anything. You want parrots to go move you to can't South ex- Africa? You can't excuse one. Uh, say one invasive species is bad, not the other, just because nice. you're like, oh, exactly. look at the pretty bird. That's exactly Thanks for the voice oh, of reason, yeah. Slick. Thanks, buddy. It, and you know what? Yeah, that's absolutely- the, I'm sorry, I can't be with you on this one. If it's honestly, if it's an invasive species, it, it, it needs out. That's and, true, and, and I agree with it wholeheartedly. If you're going to fight that hard for them, fight that hard for the fire ants and the armadillos. And and for me. I believe right. that this <laughs> world has changed, and I don't think mankind, just like we turn around, can't stop climate change. We can't change species coming and going. And, yeah, maybe we brought them here or whatnot, but guess what? It's going to change, and we got to learn to adapt and have it in our, in our ecosystem. And, yes, we may lose something. Wow. Kill them all. He's so beautiful. <laughs> Kill them I got all. no to stand on. I'm just going to, yeah, I'm yeah. pretty quiet. You really want to start a firestorm? They're already starting to say that we need to start killing them horses out west, too. <gasps> oh, they're destroying <laughs> everything. Another non-native but, species running wild across the west. Are they from Spain, horses? Yes. They're, yeah, they're non-native species running wild, tearing up their own environment, eating themselves out of house and home. And then when we come back, we'll also tell you, what kind of impact they have on the other wildlife in the area. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors, brought to you by Brandon Ford. We'll be back. Welcome back, everybody. It's Big and Wild Outdoors. Give you a little quick fast cast for the day. Today it's going to be around 76 degrees. That's going to be your high, but it's going to be humid out there. About 90%, mostly cloudy today. Looking at the AccuWeather window, it looks really nice out there. It looks beautiful. It's be a good day. It looks like it should be about 40 degrees outside, but yet it is not. So uh, it's going to be a nice one out there, and uh, go out and enjoy it. Tomorrow is going to be pretty much the same as today. And uh, I don't know. It just seems like we're not going to get cool again until probably around Tuesday. <laughs> January? Uh, so six to high of 64 on Tuesday, so... Yeah, which will be good because hopefully by uh, Thanksgiving it'll be uh, it'll be nice and cool. I hope so. I, I want I I love having a cool Thanksgiving and a cool Christmas. Everybody does. That just makes it so much better. We here at the station used to do a thing on Thursday where everybody at the station we used to do the Turkey Bowl, the annual Turkey Bowl, and we would go meet at a. Fossil Park or somewhere and all that stuff. All the part timers and board ops and everybody go and all play that some stuff. Football. We go play football and beat the crap and then uh, and everybody like walked funny for about the next week and a half because you were just guess what, buddy? We're too old for that now. <laughs> just beat each other up. Gino, what are you doing this morning, man? You out playing? Hey, buddy, what's going on? Just covering the county, man. Covering the county. In fact, as I was on hold, a flock of those blue-headed parakeets flew over my head. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And you know there's some guy in Australia or something that's got a cardinal or a crow in the cage, and he thinks he's got the greatest thing in the world. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and listen, that tree in South Florida is a manchineal tree. Manchineal. It is a native species. It is what? A native species. Is it really? Absolutely native species. Manchurian, what is it called? Man- manchineal. Manchineal. Yep. Right on. Native. Been there forever. I think they live in the Caribbean, too. Man, there was a really good movie, probably from the 50s, called uh, 
went, went over yeah. to Everglades and went through the Everglades or something, and Burl Lives was the bad guy, and it was like he was a poacher, and some guy set out uh, like an Audubon type guy to shoot. Oh, him yeah, I remember that movie. They were down there, they were shooting all the uh, the uh, birds for their plumage. Using, uh, shooting the ibises yeah. and uh, yeah. scarlet, uh, you know. Uh, for uh, for hats, yeah. But yeah. anyway, one of the one of the guys crossed him and he tied him to a manzanillo tree. Uh-huh. I don't think it's you know it's some Yankee, some guy in New York finding something in a book and a horror story. And within a couple months, you're going to see something. There's crocodiles in Florida. Can you believe that? They get, no, they've always been there, folks. Yeah, yeah they so. actually they're they're native to the Caribbean. Florida, Bahamas, Mexico, and Central America, and South America. There you go. Exactly. So it's it's not an exotic. It's a native, and it's probably not as toxic. I mean, look, man, I don't eat fruits off strange trees. <laughs> you know? <laughs> You're just not living. How much trouble did Eve get into? Yeah, you yeah. Know? So, yeah, that's um, true. You but, know, you can get sick on eating poke salad if you don't boil it, right? Yeah, that, yep. that is true. And dandelions, too, if you don't do it right. But. So, but anyway, it is a native thing. But, you know, I was thinking about the python. You do like they do in Louisiana. You, you shoot a nutrient rat, you cut his tail off, you get a $5 bill, right? Yep, that's true. So cut like four inches of the python's tail off, so you, enough where you can identify the color, and mail it in, get you a $5 bill. I mean, it should be 24-7, day or night, levy, or in the bayou. You see it, you shoot it. Bird shot, whatever you want. 22 gun, 44 mag. <laughs> Cut the tip of his tail off. Each snake's only got one tail, right? That's true. Mail it in. Here's the real test. How do you feel about the Muscovy duck? Well, you know. All right, you know what? You're out of here. I'm going to take. <laughs> no, no, Muscovies. Muscovies are uh, are apocalypse food. You got to keep those around. I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. Them no. and the squirrel. Well, bottom line, they should be done on site. Now, I can think of an invasive species right now, the tilapia. Probably a lot of kids don't know. And as I'm going over the bridge, there goes an osprey with a ladyfish in his talons. But, uh, <laughs> you know, people, kids growing up under 30 probably think tilapia is a native species. Yeah, they, they come from farms. Do more good than harm, you know? Yeah. I'm yeah. under, hey, I wait, I'm under 30 and I knew that. Well, you're an outdoorsman. Yeah, yeah. fair enough. Fish. Fish. Yeah. What? My daughter what? knows that they're called the sewer fish. That's <laughs> what I call them when you go out to eat. They got tilapia. Yeah, that's the swordfish. We don't eat that fish. It'll live in anything. <laughs> you know, it's really strange because uh, you can tell who the natives are whenever you go to some place and they go, uh, they got fish and chips on the menu. You go, what kind of fish is that? It's not tilapia, is it? <laughs> it's, no, it's Squahili. It's, it's uh, Squanjali or whatever it is. And I'm like, uh, no, nah, man. If it doesn't say cod in it then or haddock, I'm out. So, uh, yeah, whatever they I'll s- tell you what, that swai fish they get from, uh, what, Vietnam or whatever? That's even worse. It like grows in like uh, chemical rivers and stuff over there. They import it over here and sure. sell it as grouper. Yeah, Swahi or Swahi or it's SWAI or something. Uh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, like I said, if it there's ain't... another osprey with a fish. Must be good pickings today, man. Well, everything's uh, moving a little bit. It's warmed up today. Did and you... here's one eating a fish. Man, must be did... Thanksgiving early. Did you see? Osprey. Did you see the? Uh... The thing on the news where the eagle, the bald eagle, came down and grabbed that shark from the guy? That guy's mind was blown, man. Yeah, I got video of it. That was something else. <laughs> how, how big of a shark? I mean, it was a little one? Oh, a little, 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 little bonnet head. Oh. Maybe 
28 inches or something. And that must be a lazy eagle. But they yeah. said that eagle had been rehabbed. They knew her name and everything. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. But that, hey, that, more, that was wicked. That was pretty cool. Yes, it absolutely was. I had the whole thing on video. Some guy from Idaho or Iowa or something where, so. His mind is absolutely blown. <laughs> it always seems to happen to those uh, people, the visitors and stuff like that. It's anyway. Well, guys, I always I listen to y'all every Saturday, even if I'm not calling, I'm working. But I'm listening to you. You guys have a good Thanksgiving. Y'all working next weekend? Yeah, we're gonna tape the show. I think tomorrow, so that everybody can go play. Bill George is gonna be in Pennsylvania. Uh, Vince is going to be still uh, in I'll a coma. In Ga- I'll be in Gainesville for the game. Oh yeah, that's right. He's going up to the Gator game. So. Uh, I'll be uh, Gators. And, yes, uh, sir. Ho- an awful season, man. And uh, hopefully, season. hopefully, I'll be in the woods with the kids, uh, killing some skinny squirrels. Well, I got my big Kentucky girl coming in tonight with a whole suit full of bourbon, so I'll be in. Uh, I'll be in good eight by Matt. <laughs> there you go. All right, man. Happy Thanksgiving, Gino. Thanks for the call, man. All right, buddy. Y'all have a safe, happy Thanksgiving too. See you, buddy. Bye, bye. Uh, you know, speaking of bounties, I wanted to bring this up. Uh, Nevada, uh, the mule deer numbers have taken a sharp decline over the last 25 years. Remember, Nevada used to be the place where you wanted to go out that westerny area to get those uh, big giant muleys they had out there. And they're blaming uh, predation uh, on the, uh, speaking of coyotes, they want to try to put in a bounty like they have in other neighboring states like Wyoming and Utah, where, you know, they got 50 bucks a coyote to get them out there and, and kill the darn things. But also one that they can't do anything about is the uncontrollable wild horse population. They're blaming that on there and the introduction of elk as reasons behind the decrease in the mule deer numbers out there. Uh, they said um, there were as many as 240,000 mule deer in Nevada back in 1988, but the estimates today put the numbers around 80,000 to 90. And uh, Elko County, which used to be like the mecca to go kill a giant mule deer, has been hit the hardest. Uh, they said uh, the numbers have fallen all the way to the point to where there's only around 32,000 left in that county area. And now their commission is looking at doing a bounty program to control the over 10,000 coyotes that say the Rome in just that county alone. And Utah is the only other state next to them that uses the bounties, 50 bucks, and they actually do it through the Mule Deer Protection Act, $50 per coyote. And Nevada's Department of Wildlife thinks that the mule deer decline is uh, habitat. The big one that they can't really talk about is the wild horses. And the main reason in the northeastern part of it is because of the impact that these feral horses have on their grazing habits and everything else out there. And, of course, they chase off anything that's not in their group. So they keep moving the mule deers around into areas that are not so great for grazing and everything else like that. Also, they blamed a little bit of the the fire that just happened not too long ago and, of course, the drought that continues. But... Uh, they're saying that uh, the expense of being able to control the coyotes is easy, but when it comes to uh, funding management for non-native species such as the horses, since they're protected, there's not much they can do about it, and they're trying to change that. They're working on it, so there, Damn may, be, horses. there may be a wild horse hunt can't, here in the future. Can't they get the PBR to go get those wild stallions for them boys to ride? 
you got to remember they're protected. They got the the uh, protection by not only the state but also the federal government. So that's like they need to be in the rodeo. Which, which I can't. I'm you know as, as Slick said a while back. If you're gonna def- if you're gonna defend one, you have to defend them all. And if you're going to be able to get rid of one, you have to get rid of them all. You can't well, get the horses, changing them, make, break them, and make them working horses. Well, they I do that. They did that program for a while, but um, uh, nobody's been able to tame the beast. No, it's just that people aren't taking as many anymore because the expense of having a horse. Is, oh yeah, is huge. It's like literally thirty. I think Lester used to say these horses cost me thirty dollars a day. Yeah, it's about. It's you're looking almost like half of a child's cost. I think it's like. Somewhere in the hundred, two hundred thousands uh, that you'll spend on it in just its lifetime. So yeah, wow. I mean, and uh, you know, uh, just not only the, not only do you have to pay for boarding and everything else like that, but dude, those suckers yeah. eat, man. You can buy a couple motorcycles. <laughs> 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 I mean, I, I like that idea. I will say that the that the that the horse is the best four wheel drive ever designed. I will say that, but um, ask the border patrol. Hit. He'll go in the dark and no headlights. That's right. And he'll go. And if uh, you fall off, he'll just meet you back at the barn. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break. It is a Big and Wild Outdoors. We're brought to you by our good friends over at Brandon Ford. Stay right there. We'll be right back. Hang on. Welcome back, everybody. Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden, uh, Vince, and uh, Bill, and uh, Steve Austin uh, came back in the studio for what? You harassing? Just for a minute, I'm going on here. Did you get your coffee? No. <clears throat> That's why he's still angry. What do you mean? The pot looks like it's been on there since last Thursday. <laughs> I just put it on this morning. Well, it didn't look like it, but okay. It's actually the good coffee. It's my special reserve. Thank you. Is it Black Rifle? Reserve. Uh, black Rifle? It's stuff? not Black Rifle. No, it's a uh, written house. It is the Rittenhouse. <laughs> Rittenhouse coffee? Yeah. They, they already have it the Rittenhouse It fires place? back. I'm sure they do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have a Rittenhouse tonight in his honor. Three shots and a beer. Oh, man. I saw that one. That was that was pretty clever. <laughs> if you're going to bring that in, uh, we got to bring in the Marine to answer on that kind of thing. Good morning, John. How are you? Hey, I'm good, you guys. How's everybody? Happy good, Thanksgiving, buddy. man. We're all good. Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving to you guys. Yeah, what's going on? You going? You heading out to the pig jam to get some barbecue? Uh, actually, I might stop by there. I'm on my way to Brandon right now. I have a DAV function I have to go do this morning. So very nice. Probably later on this afternoon, if there's still if it's still available in time, I might swing by there. Well, he said uh, Robert said that they're going to be going on uh, till what five o'clock? Ten uh, ten o'clock is when the gates open. Five o'clock, and uh, so you got time to get by get some beef yeah, and pork. Yes. Yeah, it's a good possibility. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Everybody ready for Thanksgiving? I'm yes, ready. Sir. I'm ready. I'm getting there. <laughs> <laughs> and that doesn't surprise me. I, I, I actually pulled out some clothes last night, <laughs> four okay. days early. It's the same shirt oh, you man. wear every day. No, he's going up uh, to the Great White North. He's got to pull out real clothes. You know, he's got to oh, pull yeah. out. I thought it was laundry day. <laughs> no, no, no. No, there has been many a day I packed on the day I was leaving. Oh, yeah. I've been there. I've done that. Yeah, he wants to make sure he's got his long minute. johns. There you go. Well, definitely. I just wanted to tell everybody, definitely happy Thanksgiving. Thanks for everything you guys do. It's always good to talk to you. Great programming. 
enjoy it. Thank you, man. Yeah. Thank we you, John. You, we brother. appreciate what you do, too, man. You're out there working the good fight and uh, going out there, hanging out there and working with those veterans. That's always a good thing. And I know that uh, there'll be lots of them who are not going to be home uh, Thanksgiving. They'll be eating that good old GI uh, issued uh, turkey loaf, which I'm sure Slick it's, misses every single time. It's in his not in his MRE pack. Honestly, I'm going to tell you some of my favorite Thanksgivings were both the ones that I've spent overseas. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, uh, did they treat you right? Did they have some turkey flown over? Or? Uh, it, it's like you're saying. It's the turkey loaf. It's it's like real turkey, but it's not. <laughs> it used to be real turkey. <laughs> yeah. But uh, now, it, now it can last 20 years. It, it's more about hanging out. Usually, like, we went, my first one, we went as a whole, like, group together like a, it was like two squads together people all right well hold on no you know what they're gonna have to put be put on hold um so hey sorry caller you're probably listening to this. but anyway so we have two squads that went out uh the photo actually went semi-viral for a little while and then my last one it was just a smaller guy, group of us oh my god i got it <laughs> oh they hung up on you see? they did they did oh. I'm, I'm sorry yeah, well it's because it took time for the uh to get over to where they could hear it on the radio yeah. said hang on a second well, now, I know Bill's going out. You're going to go to Moz. I'm going to stay here, uh, go over to Bart's uh, for that adventure. Yeah. And, Steve, you're going to hang out here and uh, go hang throw. Hang with the dogs. Go throw poop at the neighbors. It's going to be a good <laughs> I time. I wish hey? I could. <laughs> <laughs> no one's stopping you. You'll be fine. Do you really want him to stay where he lives? Sure. I, I do. Don't, don't throw poop. <laughs> don't, be, don't be a neighbor worth throwing poop at. Well, that is true, too. Like, yeah. I, I've got to defend Steve Fantastic on this one. If he's... topic for hunting show. <laughs> <laughs> You're the one who brought it up, Mr. Yeah, out three times a day. It's camouflage. Dogs and poop and neighbors. I, well, you know, I mean, I, I hope everybody out there has a great and wonderful Thanksgiving. Uh, next Saturday, we're going to uh, we're going to come in tomorrow and tape the show for next weekend. Because uh, Bill's not going to be here. You're not going to be here. Uh, you're you gonna coming be in for that one, Steve? Steve's not going to be here. Are you kidding? It's the big and wild Thanksgiving special. It's the after Thanksgiving special, so uh, it'll be uh, spectacular, I'm sure. This was supposed to be like the, we're here anyways, buddy. Best of. Yeah, I mean. What do you mean? The theater of the mind. That'd require a mind. Why would you? you? (laughs) So you were sitting here, you're saying just to lie to listeners and let them think that we're live. Doing a best of. Exactly. Yeah, we could do a best of. I'm not doing a best of. <clears throat> Why not? Because you're like, oh, radio, hey, let's do of. a best of. What that means is, Slick, I need you to go back, listen to everything, start, and make a whole show out of it. Dude, no, we're not all doing all, the best All of. you got to do is start do, working on it. just do the whole <laughs> show where it's uh, Bill George eating a sandwich in the microphone. <laughs> or <laughs> I'm going to do Bill George's or, best of FWC moments. Or, uh, <laughs> or, Vin, or Vince over here uh, snoring at the microphone. <laughs> I'm gonna boot do the one be, where Braden was late. Yeah, you can do that one. That's one in what five years or so. Sure, that's hey. that would make a very short story. I've been with you twice late on this show. Yeah, actually. that's because I'm relying on you to get things done. I, I'm here. here. I was ready. Yeah, so was I. After I called him up, oh crap! The alarm didn't go off. Yeah, so I was still here on time. Hey, ta-da! Bill George, <laughs> on the other hand, early, early. Early, 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 early. Did you? Uh, does it not affect you? Did the Beaver Moon not keep you up late at night? Uh, with no, I, I woke up the... about one o'clock in the morning and I watched some movies and relaxed and then came to work or then just came on in, went back to sleep. I think come on in. How about you? Are you affected by the moon, Steve? When nah, it comes really. to 
I'll wake up at 1 o'clock every night and watch some TV show or something go back to bed. What is wrong with you people? I sleep. Well, it's better than being late. I want to <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with you people? One <laughs> o'clock, I'm like, uh, bam, I'm out. You're See never it. living this down. I was out by 11 last he, night. What are you talking about? Out by 11? Yeah. What are you, like 90? No, man, I need my beauty sleep. I can't look this good and not sleep. There are, do you pine for the old days of the old, uh, you know, the old cafeteria at 4 o'clock? What's the deal? It's that? called being an adult, and I got responsibilities, and I got things to do, and I need to be on time when I do my things. On time? What is that? What is this on time you speak of? <laughs> <laughs> we're way off. Well, so anyway, I, next, weekend, really next weekend, we're going to be here, but yet not be here. Theater of the mind be danged. We're going to uh, do the show and uh, have it in there. That way you can at least be entertained while everybody else is out playing around in their various uh, roles of engagement. Yeah. Uh, so uh, you're going to be uh, out of the state. You're going to be out of the state. And hopefully I'll be in the woods shooting some squirrels with my son and his 8mm. i got to yeah. try to hook up with Tom. Yeah. i got to call him when he gets back, see if I can meet him up there. Meet him up where? Gainesville. Well, oh, yeah. Well, anyway, before we get out of here, uh, there was an announcement made by Toby this past week that there is a location now for the second annual squirrel hunt gathering. Oh, you want oh. that information? It's going to be up around Brooksville, and it's going to be at the Cowboy Church. Is that right? That is correct. At the Cowboy Church, which I don't have an address for. I don't have it either. But it's the Cowboy <laughs> Church... In Brooksville, and uh, that was no. where the weigh-in and party is going to happen. Well, let me tell you, last year they had already, in their first year, outgrew the spot they had because cars were parked all up and down the highway. It was crazy. It, yeah. it was amazing how many kids were out there. Well, and that's uh, that's why they had to find a new venue, and this year it's going to be at the Cowboy Church but. in Brooksville. And uh, go out and collect your biggest, five biggest squirrels. And uh, it's a two-man team. What is it? Twenty-five, fifty bucks. How much is it? Happy birthday! Happy 20. birthday! <laughs> so, how much it's, is it? It's twenty-five. dollars. 20, twenty per Tw- team. Twenty bucks per team. Five-dollar side pot for the yeah. biggest squirrel. And it's a hundred percent payout. Everything goes back out, and then of course they're going to have their little Calcutta side pot thing. So that's the one everybody's shooting. Yeah, for. Fir- first place is actually fifty percent payout. Second yeah. place is thirty percent. Third yeah. place is twenty. There you go. February nineteenth. Second annual squirrel hunt. Yeah, I guess it's it's you don't have to start there. You can bring the squirrels in from anywhere in the state, but it all has to be there and gathered and weighed, weighed in, and brought yeah. in mm-hmm. to that location is what they did last year. And so I say grab your kids, grab the wife, whoever wants to volunteer, uh, team up, uh, 20 bucks, and uh, have a great day. We're going to roll up after yep. the show, right? Uh, we're going to try to figure out a way to where we can actually maybe even – be uh, out there. I don't know because we uh, we need to turn around and go out there and make sure that there's good cell service out there. Um, so we we so yeah because it's after it's, the holiday then we need to go take a road trip real quick. It's out see. there, and uh, the other thing is is how are we going to actually be out squirrel hunting and broadcasting at the same time? Well, I uh, yes, they do make some uh, 
machines that will are capable of doing that is just uh, getting Larry. our hands on them to be able to do it. Well, well, cool. well, well, Vince says he can handle it all by himself. You uh, and I will take the kids out. We'll leave him in the studio. We'll broadcast in. Pop why in do I want to be at the studio? Why don't we just broadcast <laughs> from there? And you all go play in the woods, and I'll sit there, and me and Toby yeah. will talk. Yeah. But but the thing is, is Toby's uh, going to be hunting. He's going to be hunting. I know. I talked to him last <laughs> yeah. night. Yeah, he's not going to be there. He's not going to be yappity flapping on the radio. Him, him and his nephew. Yeah, they'll be out and they'll be gone. I think he's gunning for a win this year. He came close last year. Yeah, I know. Uh, I don't. Do you even remember what the weigh-in was? What the no, combined I don't, weight was? I, I do not, not remember what the weigh-in was, but uh, we've already had discussions uh, behind the scenes about getting scales so that we, you know, when you're down to ounces, you, everything, you know, which squirrel do you put in? We're gonna know which squirrels are the heaviest. Yeah, I mean, you can't really tell by looking at them because, uh, you know, it may have been left in the sun. Make it look a little bit bigger than they actually are. <laughs> so yeah. you got to go by weight. Same thing that we do out at the panfish. You got to have that precision scale because literally it could be ounces that, yeah. that, that, that make the difference. It's not poundage when it comes to that. But uh, it's going to be a good time. We'll talk about it well, again. Uh, we could just do a best and, of, and, and we'll I'll, go out and shoot squirrels. And I'll be, look to be bringing some deer meat back, some canned venison for Vince to try. Yay, make it yeah. barbecue we'll flavored. shake it up good. Barbecue flavored this time, please. Oh, shake it up wait. good. See you guys next Saturday. Uh, uh, happy listen, Thanksgiving, happy everybody. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Okay, have a great one. Be safe. All right, we'll be back. Bye-bye. Bye.